Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm so glad that you decided to join me again, or maybe it's evening or afternoon when you're listening, I'm not sure. But today I want to bring something special to you. I was on a radio show recently with one of my heroes, Dan Clark, and I felt so um, invigorated and so just, wow, it was one of those starstruck moments when he asked me to be on his show. He is one of the top 10 speakers in the world, and he has a radio show that is aired on Voice America. He's also a songwriter, um, many things. He's a very talented man. And so for me to be on his show was just the highlight of my day, and I wanted to share that with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Dan Clark on a radio show, Voice for America. As my warm-up act, she's so amazing. She's the headliner, Jeannie Cisco Meth. No, not it's not Jeannie Cisco on Meth, which I always point out to her. <laughs> this is Jeannie Cisco Dash Meth. And let me read just a little teeny bit about her past to set the, the tone for our discussion. When Jeannie was a young girl, everyone knew she was different. When she got into school, the labeling began. She had so many learning disabilities and physical differences that she stood out. She had dyslexia. Now, you'll know that Jeannie and I are dear friends, and we love to laugh, and I've known her for a long, long time. And dyslexia. It's amazing how when someone has dyslexia, they still can become a a person of faith because when when you get things mixed up, it's really hard to be religious when you worship dog. <laughs> I'm glad you got that joke. I hope the rest of the listeners did. So Jeannie had dyslexia. She couldn't talk very well. She was legally blind. That's why she thinks I'm a handsome dog. And by the eighth grade, she was six feet tall. She was a cancer survivor. And the list goes on and on and on. She was told she would never amount to much. Any of you listeners heard that? I did. Jeannie remembers sitting in the classroom with her parents and her teachers listening to the discussion about her dismal future. Jeannie and her parents had different ideas. Dilbert and Martha, Jeannie's parents, did not spend so much time, money, emotional stress, battling childhood cancer with her just to give up now, regardless of what the educators labeled her to be or her fellow students accused her of being. Her and her parents knew she would find a way to get back up and go again and eventually become successful as she is today. When Jeannie got into high school, she decided she was not going to let someone else tell her how her future would go. She sought out the tools that helped her graduate high school. Then she went on to college. She was the first in her family to graduate from a four-year university. Jeannie used her learning patterns to help others become successful as well. She went on to become a high school teacher and helped many students find their true path in life. When a fellow teacher asked her to teach what she had learned about helping students, Jeannie designed courses to do just that. Jeannie then decided to take what she is teaching and make it available to a larger audience. One of her main courses is now called Bully Proofing You, the name of your new book that was released, Taming the Bully Between Your Ears, Genie, Cisco, Meth, Mercedes, Maserati, Honda. <laughs> I mean, you're all that in a bag of chips. I love you. I honor you. Thanks for being on my show. How the heck are you? Oh, absolutely phenomenal. And I feel blessed to be speaking with you today. Thank you so much. You have 
been inspirational and definitely a platform <laughs> or a foundation upon which, you know, you have helped me so much. And I just want to say thank you. I am blessed and honored to be here today. Well, that's so nice of you. Let's start from the beginning, Jeannie. You know, as I teach public speaking around the world, I have a speaker's boot camp that I had last Friday that you so graciously missed. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was learning but how you, to write another book. Oh, my I gosh. Know, I know, but it's, it's so much more important to, to hang out with me than anyone else. But, <laughs> but in the speaker's boot camp, what I, I reminded people about in our communication, we have to be ordinary before we can be extraordinary. Learned that from a great speaker coach, Mr. Flynn. And you've got to be ordinary before you can be extraordinary. And your resume, your bio is unlike most who just wave their flag of I've accomplished this, I've accomplished that. And as a public speaker, we have to answer two questions for every audience listener or we're ineffective. Number one, why should I listen to you? It's the credibility piece. But number two, and most significantly, can I? Can I do what you're suggesting? Can I do it too with my weaknesses, with my limitations, with my history, and and, and with my strengths? So as you approach this this concept, this 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 tragedy that we call bullying that affects all of our lives, all of our friends, all of our loved ones at every age, not just teenagers, as I mentioned, but all of us are bullied at some point at work, cyber, on the internet, wherever the case may be. How did you find your voice and decide that of all the things that you've experienced and overcome, why did you focus in on anti-bullying and bullying, bully-proofing you, which is the name of your book? Thank you. I, I don't know about the first question. You'll have to answer that for yourself. But the second question I can absolutely answer. If I can do it, absolutely you can do it. There is so much in life that happens to us. And it's not about what happens, but about how we respond. And so many times, bad things happen. There's not a single person in this world that has not had bad things happen to them. There, everybody has bad things. The question is, is what do you do with it? I remember a conversation with you a while back. I always love our conversations. But this one definitely stuck in my mind. Because we were talking about potential and how everybody has potential and how frustrated I was that some of my students weren't reaching their potential. And you made the comment that standing in my garage, that, you know, does not make me a Porsche. And <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I use that in my own life frequently. Just because I have potential, it doesn't mean I'm going to reach it unless I know how to dig down deep in those hard moments find the gold nuggets in the valley and start climbing the hill again. Wow. So you were a teacher. Did you teach special needs children? Did you teach the, the, the kids that are often labeled and thrown away kind of in an alternative school setting? What was your teaching background? My teaching background was 16 years at an alternative high, which is kids who are no longer allowed in mainstream because of drug use, gang involvement, uh, they're involved in the system, criminal system in some way. And I also spent two years at a high-end Christian school, 
called Roland Mark here in Utah. And so I've seen both extremes. And the one thing that I've learned is each set of each set of people or groups or teams have issues. We all have problems. Money doesn't solve problems. Thinking solves problems. The lack of money does not cause problems. The lack of thinking causes problems. Oh, that's so, that's that's amazing. That's can you repeat that again? Because there's a few listeners who are like me. Seventh grade was my senior year. That's pretty provocative. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> what did not, you say? It's not having money or not having money that makes a difference. It's how you use those six inches between your left and right ear. That is what makes all the difference. What are you using? What are you thinking about? What are you dreaming about? Oh, my gosh, we all have dreams. And then we allow that little bully between our ears to stop us. It's not that people outside of us bully us. It's that we bully ourselves, and then they just repeat what we say. Wow. So I'm intrigued by this whole concept of bullying, which in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, categorically, it's where someone puts somebody else down to make themselves feel better about who they are. And so tongue in cheek, why do people watch Jerry Springer on TV? Obviously, it's because they can actually watch that 30-minute show and, and say to themselves, wow, my life sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad as theirs suck. And that if we yeah, get divorced, I, yeah. and if we get divorced, Ethel, at least we won't still be cousins. <laughs> so Jerry Springer yeah. and shows like that are popular because of our human nature. That if we are stuck and stagnant, if we've stopped dreaming dreams, and remember, when you lose your dreams, you die. That's why we have so many people walking the halls of life who are dead and they don't even know it yet. They stop dreaming. They stop progressing. And we as human beings are hardwired for progress. We seek new horizons. And when someone gets stuck and stagnant, the only recourse we have, from my opinion and from my observation, my experience, is to put somebody else down physically, verbally, emotionally, to make ourselves feel like we are moving forward, that we are better today than we were yesterday, when in reality, we're just stuck and we've stopped. So am I correct? Is that really the premise behind why someone would feel it in their heart and in their mind to try and put somebody else down to make them feel like feel better about themselves? Is that really at the heart and soul and cause of bullying? What do you think? You're an expert. I believe that hurt people hurt people. And we have a lot of pain in this world right now. And I want, you know, I mean, think, think for a moment of a very bad day. You know, we, we have them, they happen. In that moment when you're hurt or you're upset or you're angry or you're frustrated, could you lash out at someone else and say something negative? Absolutely. We all can. But now, huh, think of something that you love, something that trips your trigger, turns you on, whatever, excites you, gets you going. Could you hurt somebody in that moment of love and excitement and joy? No, you couldn't. And if we can start to heal the pain, and if we can start empowering people and helping people realize that they have potential, every single person is needed in this time and space. Why? Because they're living in this time and space. And so if they can start to define who they are instead of allowing other people to define who they are and start living their dreams, 
we will have more love, more forgiveness, more empathy, more more beauty in the world. Hurt I people, agree. Hurt people. That's profound, and, and 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 there's something that's gone awry on the quality of your um, of your voice of your uh, microphone. And so I want to break in here. I want to go to commercial break and see if we can figure out a way to make your wisdom more intelligible. Not that you're not intelligible. <laughs> I want to make sure our listeners can hear you clearly, and there's it's just been kind of coming in and out. I don't know if the phone is bad, whatever, but let's let's go to commercial break, stay on the line, and let's talk to my okay. engineer, Kevin, to see what we can do to make sure that everybody can understand exactly what you're saying. Is that okay? Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. My guest is Jeannie Sisko-Meth, an expert on bullying, and her new book, Bully Proof. And we're going to be right back after commercial break. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. We're back with Jeannie Cisco Method, your friend of mine, an expert on bully-proofing you, taming the bully between your ears. Sounds like it starts with ourselves, my friend. I'm glad we could fix the audio confusion, and now we're back. I can hear you clearly. Let's continue with the conversation. You said hurt people hurt people. Teach us yes. uh, 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 what we need to do, the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror exercise that Michael Jackson sang so eloquently. What do we need to do to bully-proof ourselves? First of all, decide that you are valuable because you are. The first three chapters in my bully-proofing you book, that's what it goes into. Believe in yourself. Know that you're loved. Know that you're valuable. You know, And, and I don't have time to go into those three chapters, but... Get a copy of my book when you have a chance. Um, oh, well, that was clever. Part. Let's interrupt right now. How do they get a copy? And you might as well give your uh, your your contact information right now so instead of at the end. We'll do it again at the end of our interview. But how do we get a hold of this book? It's fabulous. I've read it. Bullyproofingyou.com. Yeah, um, bullyproofingyou.com, and you actually wrote the foreword to it, and thank you. Mm, so blessed, heartfelt. Thank you so much for that. So how do um, people get a hold of you to hire you to come in and speak to their schools and their communities? Um, I do have a website, Um You know, you can, you can give me a call. You can, I, I'm the only Jeannie Cisco mess on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. It's like saying, exactly. my, name's, my name's Ralph Schnitzelfart, and I think I'm the only one, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, I was very blessed that way. 
And, um, you know, sometimes I was, uh, you know, people would introduce me and they're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, computers and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> that's very funny. my last name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so give so, us some other some other steps of, of bully-proofing you, bully-proofing me. Perfect. The first thing is to decide that you're valuable. And then every time that bully starts coming in, you know, between your ears, tell it to stop. Have, have some planned responses. Stop. I use clean cup, move down. Um, you know, desist, go away, clear, whatever. And then tell yourself that you're valuable. Tell yourself that you're loved because you are. You are loved. I know that sometimes in life it seems like you have no one. Trust me, you do. All you have to do is open your eyes, look around, and ask. We have become a society of individuals. Walk across the street and say, hey, my neighbor, how are you today? I just wanted to say hi. First of all, they're going to look at you like, whoa, who are you? You know, we need to get back to that, that community and, and that I think sometimes people feel like they have to do it all themselves. No, 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 no. You have that will help and support you. So first of all, decide who you are. Second of all, make sure you have a response for when those negative voices come in. And then third, start taking action on your dreams. It's not something that you just say yeah it starts there but eventually you have to take action is it okay if I share a story from my teaching days yes please so um, when I was teaching at the alternative high I would have students that would come and say Jeannie I'm going to graduate this year I'd say awesome that's great it's taken you five years so far but this is your year I can feel it but the problem was, was they would state that, and then the very next morning, they would sleep in. And so the, the key is taking action and remembering what it is you really want. Do you really want to graduate, or do you want to sleep in? Because you can't have both. A lot of times, building your self-esteem, your personal value, as I call it, is doing the hard stuff. And then celebrate. Oh my gosh, hummingbird steps count too. If you got up at 9.01 and your goal was 9 o'clock, celebrate. You made it. You're another, another day above ground. Celebrate. We do not celebrate near enough. Walk down the street, put a smile on your face and say, wow, I love my life. So I have a question as we wind down our time together. What do you think is the quickest solution to self pity? Is it serving others? Is it finding someone who's less fortunate than you and coming to the rescue? How would you advise us to to slap ourselves in the face to stop self-pity and stop complaining, stop blaming and get on with our lives so that we're not in a mindset to bully others and try to put them down to make us feel better about ourselves? Yes, great question, and all of the above work. Everything you listed work. However, I would add one caveat, and that would be gratitude, <laughs> because gratitude cannot live in discouragement, and that can start with, I love my life. In fact, I have T-shirts made with that. I love my life. You know, I love the fact that the grass is green and the sky is blue. Yep, it may rain today, but you know what? I'm here, and I am grateful for another day to become the person that I know I can become. 
gratitude. I've got a left leg and I'm happy I can hop around on it. Or, you know, yep, I've got some pain in my shoulder, but that's okay. I've still got a shoulder. There's always something to be grateful for. <laughs> my dad was born up Possum Trot Lane, and and we have quite a bit of family in the Ozarks. And there's a joke that, that goes through our family. Now, it's not true, but it's a joke. <laughs> you know, keep your one tooth and be grateful for your one tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, <laughs> so, again, how do we get a hold of you and your last bit of wisdom? What do you say to parents whose children are being bullied? Aren't you glad I don't believe that? That is one of the most powerful one-liners you can ever use because it allows your child to know that they have the decision to accept that label that has just been placed on them or to peel it off. The one-liner is, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Anytime your child comes to you and says, Mom, Sally called me or Jimmy called me or whatever, aren't you glad I don't believe that? Powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, and then to get a hold of me, geniesiscometh.com or bullyproofingyou.com. Either one of those will get you to me. Which is the name of your book, and it's the way to get a hold of Jeannie Cisco Meth as a presenter in your community. Um, obviously, one of the greatest things that we can have come into our families, come into our lives as parents is to have a friend of one of our children tell our child that we know what we're talking about. It's that third pretty third person cell. So I want to put my yeah. third person cell on Jeannie Cisco Meth. You are such an amazing human being, a veteran, a school teacher, a caring soul who's now dedicated your life to uh, helping the world become a safe place at school on our playgrounds and in our families. So thank you so much, Jeannie. We love you. We honor you. I'll have you back on my show. You're a good, good woman, a good, good lady, good soul. Thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate being here. And I want to let people know that please don't worry about the cost. I have ways to pay for things if your budget does not allow it. Please don't. <laughs> Don't not contact me because you're afraid of the cost. Please. I love it. And that's GenieCiscoMeth.com or that's your your website? Yes. Awesome. Talking to Jeannie about service, about giving to others. 